Hello and welcome to the first episode of The Talking Point. My name is Jacob Lefkowitz Brooks. I'm the editor-in-chief of The Boiling Point and a co-anchor here at The Talking Point. And I'm Benjamin Gamson, polling manager and staff writer for The Boiling Point and co-anchor here at The Talking Point alongside Jacob Lefkowitz Brooks. So this is something different than our usual coverage, but given that society is so different right now uh, and the way that people consume media and entertainment is changing rapidly, we felt that doing something a little different than what we normally do makes a lot of sense right now. So we will be bringing to you the Talking Point uh, podcast, which will cover the ongoings at Shall Have It and around the globe, uh, and we hope you enjoy. This segment was recorded yesterday, April 1st, so our numbers might be slightly out of date. Now my co-host Benjamin and I will bring you updates on the spread of the coronavirus globally and locally, and also about how the coronavirus is impacting school throughout California. So as I'm sure you've noticed, uh, cases around the world have been skyrocketing in recent days, uh, seeming to go up almost every day in exponential numbers. Benjamin, what do you have? Yeah, so today we, um, as of today in the United States, we have 213,000 confirmed cases, and that's in the U.S., 4,749 deaths. Worldwide, over 926,000 cases and 46,000 deaths, and this is just, um, like in places like the United States where we've heard time and time again that we haven't reached the peak yet, it just, um, and yesterday from President Trump that and that they're hoping like for 100 to 200,000, if 100 to 200,000 people die, that would be um, the best scenario of this. This is a very um, more sobering news as the days go on. Right. And do you have any specifics on uh, what's happening in California right now? Yeah. So in Los Angeles County specifically, where we're located, there's 3,518 confirmed cases as of today, according to the um, County of Los Angeles Public Health. And that's six with 65 deaths in LA County. And uh, more and more states um, continue to have issue stay-at-home orders and things like that to enforce the social distancing and tell people that they really should not be going out into public because they have a high, there is risk of transmitting the disease or getting the disease. So as we were just discussing, states uh, around the country are starting to take uh, more intensive measures uh, to ensure that uh, people are not going out and not getting in large public crowds. And one thing that's been important to look at throughout the country is how schools and school districts are dealing um, with this issue. Now, talking about students in California, the state superintendent said uh, that schools will very likely not reopen uh, towards the end of this year. Uh, and he said that they're likely to remain closed. So while this does not completely rule out closures, it seems like they're headed towards that path. Now, talking about Shalhevet, I asked head of school Rabbi Ari Siegel whether this was the same case at Shalhevet. And Rabbi Siegel said that in a situation in which the entire public school system were to close down, it does not necessarily mean that Shalhevet will follow suit, uh, given that they have less of a jurisdiction to manage over and could much easily uh, stop school and that and then restart it uh, back like normally. But for now, it seems like uh, at least until uh, um, after Passover break, um, there will be continuing to have uh, 
to have online classes and that will likely continue after Passover break as well. Um, and it seems very unlikely at this point that there will be any school resuming throughout the state of California as well as that shall have it. Check out our newest stories on this topic to find out more at shallhaveitboilingpoint.com. Thank you, Jacob, for that update. Next up, we have Jacob's interview with Shalhavet School Counselor Esther Abiba about the mental health behind the coronavirus pandemic and how it's affecting students. So uh, first thing I'd like to ask um, is just how can this whole process of social isolating affect people's mental health? Um, I think that, you know, when people are really socializing, socially isolating, obviously it can impact mental health in a variety of ways, you know, mostly really leading to feelings of depression or of loneliness. Right. It can um, impact pre-existing mental health conditions or anxiety that somebody might have. Um, and obviously just overall kind of like a lowering of the general spirit and energy. Um, hopefully we're not socially isolating right now because we're still interacting socially, although it's not in person and it's virtually. Do you think um, just like the factor of not actually going to school can uh, play a, a role in that? Or do you still think that just um, interacting online like via Zoom is, is enough? I mean, I don't think it's enough long-term. I think hopefully this is a limited situation. I think that we definitely need to balance it out with some real person interactions. I know people are kind of doing that in all different ways. Hopefully there's like a family unit involved or, um, you know, maybe some distance, like seeing each other, even if it's not like a real typical interaction that we would normally have, um, but at least to try to balance it out with some like in-person interaction and then the virtual piece is going to compensate for certain pieces of it, but obviously doesn't address things like, you know, physical, um, physical touch, which is a huge part of human relationships. You know, there's no more high-fiving in the hallways. There's no hugs. There's none of that right now. So that is, that can impact us, but depends also how long-term this is. Right. Um, and do you have any tips for uh, people to maintain uh, good mental health in this situation? Yeah, so there are just like a couple of things that I've, um, you know, kind of been suggesting to students and trying to put into practice for myself as well. Um, so some of them are just, the first one is really just kind of addressing and accepting the feelings that are coming up. So instead of kind of like washing in and being like in denial, um, like in any situation or any challenge, is really just putting things on the table, A, with yourself, and then also potentially with other people in your life. So just talking through it, kind of addressing negative emotions that are coming up. Um, so that's just kind of a first piece. Um, another piece is really creating new routines and structures so that we have um, predictability and a routine, but really even more so a sense of purpose. Um, I just have like, there's a, a quote from a psychologist, a clinical psychologist who works in the field. And he talks about, he says the most helpful routines are the ones that uh, meet essential human needs for confidence competentness and competence, sorry, and relatedness. So really creating routines that make you feel um, efficacious in your life and make you feel like you're accomplishing things, but also that inter that kind of um, integrates some of that social component to it. So if it's like every day I'm going to, you know, have my time that I kind of hang out with my friends or I play a board game with my family, you know, those pieces of incorporating those into the routine as well. And then also like something that makes you feel really just good about yourself. Like if you're an artist, making sure that you're painting still, or, you know, if you're a workout buff, but your gym is closed, like how do you kind of incorporate that still and in, in part of a regular routine? Um, 
some other things to kind of go along with that are just like reinventing self-care. So we always talk about like self-care and wellness. And I think, you know, a lot of times we kind of push that aside, especially students who are so busy with just like work and maintaining, you know, all the different co-curriculars and, you know, all the different things that go on, but self-care is always important and even more so now. Um, now we just kind of have to get creative with it. So we have to reinvent it. Like if your self-care was like, yeah, I go to that yoga class once a week, or it was, you know, um, whatever, whatever it was, grabbing coffee with a friend, like obviously that's going to look different. So getting creative with that and really thinking about how to make that part of this new reality. And that includes like exercise and includes socializing and includes having good nutrition. Um, and one of the things that is accessible to us um, right now, which is super, super healthy and super important, both mentally and physically is getting out in nature. So obviously within the guidelines of what we're, you know, there's a lot of restrictions in terms of like parks are being off limits and beaches and all those things, but we can still find nature and getting out there, even if it means like taking a walk around your neighborhood or going for a run or just getting out there. And like, I know so I've been talking to students on Google Hangouts all day. So I see some kids are like in these dark rooms and just kind of like self-isolating, not recommending that, like get out there, open your window, get some fresh air, see the sun. We still live in the real world, even though it doesn't feel like it right now. Um, so those pieces are really important. And then just the last thing is seek support you have support available to you. you, A, on a very basic level, friends, family. And then if you're feeling like you're, you know, you're functioning, whether like just your daily functioning or your mental health is really, really impacted, reach out for support, whether it's from school, you know, you have um, the counseling department, you have ed support to help you on kind of all those domains. And then if you need um, someone outside of school, if you have a therapist that you used to see or you regularly see, keep going. Um, it's super important. Or if you need any referrals, I'm happy to give you. And then there's also lots of helplines um, that are available too if, if people just want to kind of have some added support. Sorry, that was a really long answer too. No, it was perfect. It was really everything I wanted to get across. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, I just really want to add there that, you know, I think it's really important to acknowledge that this is, this is a really unprecedented and this is a really hard time. And I think, we're, you know, we're struggling as people as a school community, I think that, you know, we don't have a lot of clarity around kind of where this will go and for how long. And I know that's really hard and it can be super anxiety provoking. So I just want to acknowledge that. I want to acknowledge, you know, the, that we have to rewrite the picture that we had in our heads for what our life would look like right now in, you know, March, April, 2020. Like I'm talking to you, you're a senior. I'm sure the picture that you envisioned was nothing like this. And so I really want to acknowledge that. I really want you guys to take the opportunity to acknowledge it within yourselves, within each other, and, you know, allow yourself to kind of process through the emotions that are coming up. It's so, so important not to just like quash those and be like, yeah, yeah, whatever, but to really address them in however many ways you need to, um, you know, just to really process through that and to really understand that you have um, a really great community around you. I know we've been throwing like lots of things at you guys from like, Pumzitz's virtual, of course, Havdala's spiritual stuff, mental health stuff, all the different things, but take advantage of some of them. Um, you know, they're there to help you. If you guys feel like you need more stuff, let us know. Like we're, you know, we want, we want to be there. Um, we also want you guys to know that we're going through this with you. Like it's not, you know, we're all in this together. We're all trying to figure out the best way to, to get through it. And I think too, you know, there's, um, that phrase of like, this too shall pass, it will pass. And we'll look back at this and we'll, you know, we'll all have a chance to really think of like what we took from it. And, you know, I think that one, one other thing, if I can just add is that 
really great time um, for some self-reflection and to really pause. You know, I think we live in such a fast world. Like we're so used to like everything being like this, right? Like you order your Uber and it says like one minute and you're like, oh my God, I have to wait one minute. Like why isn't it any closer, right? Or like Postmates is a 40 minute wait and that feels like forever. But I think this has really slowed down life so much that we have, we are forced to take a pause right now and everyone will, you know, translate that in a way that's different for him or her, depending on who you are. But it's really just a great opportunity for us to, to, um, while we're addressing all the hard stuff that's coming up, also kind of see the positive and the silver lining, I guess, in this of like, what can I do now within myself and my personal to make the most out of this situation, you know? And I don't just mean like watching YouTube videos and learning how to play guitar, like that's awesome. And I know people are kind of indulging those those interests that have that they don't have time to do otherwise, but on a really deeper level, like it's a time to kind of deepen relationships with people in your family, with your friends, like, you know, it makes the, the conversations that we're having a lot more real. So it's a really great opportunity. And so I just, um, I, you know, I kind of offer you all that challenge of really take that, take this for what it is in the positive sense too. Um, and, and jump on that, you know, that opportunity. Okay. Thank you so much. I'm glad I could help. Yeah. Thank you, Jacob, and thank you to Mr. Bebo for that very timely discussion of our current situation during the coronavirus. Next, we have Talking Point correspondent Ellie Orlansky sharing her first Ellie Talks segment about how her life has changed and how it's going during this coronavirus pandemic. This is Ellie Orlansky, co-chief layout editor at The Boiling Point, and host of Ellie Talks at The Talking Point. You know, I never thought I'd actually say this, but considering my class is canceled indefinitely, I do sort of miss going to school. I mean, obviously there are some things that I don't miss, like um, getting up at six in the morning every day to get ready and um, getting to school before it's light outside. But you know, I miss seeing my friends every day and I miss having lunch on the turf and going outside. Never thought I'd miss going outside either, but I do. You know, it's really just not that enjoyable to have class on FaceTime every day and, like, be in my pajamas all the time. I mean, it's sort of nice to an extent, but it gets old pretty fast. It's gotten old already. It's only been three weeks. But, you know, there is a positive to that. Um, With this online class, school day is a lot shorter, and so I have a lot of extra time in my day, which has given me a lot of opportunities to do things that I normally wouldn't get so much of a chance to do, like watch TV. I have so much time to watch TV now. Um, so I just spent my weekend watching seven straight hours of Tiger King, which, you know, it's a good show. I do recommend it. Maybe not the best use of my time, but you know, it's coronavirus season. What else you got to do? Yeah, thanks for listening. Have a nice day. Wash your hands, please. Thanks for tuning in. The Talking Point is produced by executive producer Sam Rabanowitz and assistant producer Eli Weiss. The show is a production of the Shalhevet Boiling Point, the high school print and online newspaper of Shalhevet High School in Los Angeles, California. Nature Sounds Underwater Bubbles by Priscilla Wood under the Creative Commons 3.0 license.